It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 30th day of March 2017. Here to the Hadit podcast. Uh, Today we're... Uh, have our co-host uh, Jay Basser here with us, and uh, we're going to do some discussing here on some VA medicines. Uh, if anyone has a question or comment, feel free to call in. Our call-in number here is three four seven two three seven four eight one nine. Now, our call-in number is 347-237-4819. And uh, when you get in there, uh, you'll hear a lady talking, and then just hit the number one, and that'll put you in the queue with us. And in the second half hour, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, we have a shad veteran, uh, Name of John Olson. They just come out with a new bill. Uh, it's it's starting a Senate bill, S seven two six. That number again is S seven two six, and uh, it's about chemical exposures. And and so we'll be speaking with John Olson here in the last half. Uh, be glad to have him on and see what this bill's going to do for the regular veterans, which anyone dealt with uh, exposure issues, this could be uh, something to get behind and try to help get pushed through. Uh, John, how are you doing today? Sure, I'm doing okay. I just got finished using my band salts to uh, put some of these pills the VA gives me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that works pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they give it a little pill splitter. You try to split medicine, especially taking Lipitor, and you got to cut oh, it yeah. and that Lipitor, that's like tough rawhide leather, so you try, I broke three, uh, three little little tools on it, so i got to cut it with a fire tool. I'm telling you, some of them are so tough. And uh, <laughs> they say, take a half a pill. Well, it ain't marked, or some of them ain't marked. And some of them so tiny, here, about the size of a baby or something. <laughs> and you can't. It uh, makes you it got, you got the shakes, you can't get in there and you drop them and it takes you half an hour to hour to find it. Uh, what kind of issues do you have, Gerald? What kind of issues do you have with the, the splitting pills and medicines and stuff? Oh, you know, it me like you ought to be able to grab the proper dosage. Oh, my God. If it's one of them big horse pills, I can halfway manage it to get it in, you know, it's kind of B-shaped there, but it, it takes me quite a while. You, I get the shaking so bad, I just try to throw it up on there, and, and you know, I hope it slides in the, in the, the location, but if I don't, then i got to use an ink pen or a pencil or something and try to jimmy it around and uh, then when I cut it hopefully it don't shatter and just turn to powder most of it so you don't know how much pill you're getting and how much anything but uh, now the small pills uh, they're just about impossible. I have to get my lovely wife to split those things. And, because uh, ain't no way I can get them in there by the time I 
get through shaking around with it. Uh, either just take the damn thing. Is that what you're doing with a hammer and chisel with a day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just take them all hell. <laughs> they say, take a half bill. I say, no, I take a whole bill. I guess you can get the BA to split them for you. I heard that. I've never gone and split mine. But. All right. Well, let me give you some insight on this stuff. Uh, you know, these amount of pills you take, you need to scrutinize your medication, Drew. Any veteran needs to specifically give them the VA and make sure that, you know, you're on, uh, that your doctors are on the same page. Sometimes different doctors describe different medications and they can work against each other. And the VA is supposed to have a system to check that, you know, the quality assurance check that to make sure you don't get the wrong medication. But uh, let me give you a good example. What diabetics take metformin? And the standard VA pills, 500 milligrams. You take them 2,000 a day, then once you take four of them pills. Yeah. Well, Last year, I got the big idea. I was outside the VA. I asked the doctor if I made metformin and 1,000 milligram tablets. He said, why, sure they do. Here, I'll prescribe you some. So he prescribed me six months six months worth of them. I went back to the VA. He said, you quit taking your metformin? I said, no, doc, I didn't. I said, I had to get from the outside. I said, I had 1,000 milligram pills. It's easier for me to take. You know, I said, two pills is better than taking four. Why, yeah. And, uh, he looked in the computer. Well, we got him a thousand milligrams. He said, "Here, I'll give you some of these." That's all it took to get the thousand milligram pills. You Isn't know, that the, You know, well, see, metformin is a case in a wax capsule, and it comes out when you when you get on the throne. You know, them wax capsules they come out and visit the bottom of the front throne, and yeah, you get four of them in there, and that might cause a little bit of discomfort. So, wow, them two is a lot better than four. Huh. It, uh, That's something you need to look at. Man, oh man. That's uh, a, and then I cut my, that's uh, a deal. Cut my lipid, I cut my Lipitor dosage in half. Lipitor was making me. It was causing my legs to go numb. and I thought I was pretty pretty ill there for several months. And Come to find out, I cut back on the Lipitor, and my legs have been numb since. So you got to be careful. Medications can kill you, buddy. Oh, yeah, kill you. you do. I, I bet we'd really be surprised we know how many <laughs> veterans die as a result of improper medication. Uh, well, you know, and it don't have to be intentionally, just accidentally. Uh, if you know, take I a lot of pills, doctor had to clean his pipes inside the pecos. He said. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine just told me he said your cholesterol shot sky. He said, "What happened?" <laughs> what are you taking? So, taking lipid or what are you taking? Uh, well, I don't know. I take some generic. Keep up with them. Either acetaminophen uh, or uh, I was taking satin drugs, but seemed like I'm not them. I'm taking well, twenty-two good. pills of a morning. Mm-hmm. That's my breakfast. Twenty-two pills. And then yep. at night, I take about twenty-one. So. Forty-two pills, forty-three pills a day. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's too much. And then he. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you taking a lot of stuff for your lungs too, ain't you? And stuff because you got, you know. Well, a lot of it is you got my that, medicine, but. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, a lot of that shaky stuff going on too. Yeah, a lot of Parkinson's and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that pills wasn't counting. I'd, one, I'd take one lung pill, 
And then I got a bunch of lung medicines like inhalers and Spreva and Buterol, all that stuff. But people, if you got lung issues, I tell you what, that really, really, really screws up your quality of life. Gerald, tell them, tell these folks how many breathing treatments a day you got to take. Well, I take uh, usually five a day on my butyrol inhaler thing. It's a combo deal. Mm-hmm. And then I have Simbacord. I have to take it uh, two pups twice a day. And then Spariba, I take it uh, once a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got what they call a rescue inhaler, uh, which is albuterol. And if I get short of breath during the day, I'm supposed to take a shot of it. But I usually just do an extra breathing treatment. Sometimes I have to do six a day. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can overdo them. And then your lungs yep. are hyperinflated. And then you can't breathe. So yep. there's a happy medium you have to hold in there. And yep. weather conditions certainly have a big deal with it. Like today, the air is so yep. heavy. Uh, yep. I don't know what the humidity is. Well, it's been sprinkling, so. Humidity's got Pretty to be high, up around yeah. 80 to 100. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, how about meds by mail, Drill? Do you get your meds, do you get your VA meds by mail? How do you get them? Yeah, I get them by mail. And uh, yeah. uh, there's only a couple. I, I get most of mine through the mail, and it seems to be pretty good, but. I've heard some nightmares from people on the medications coming through the mail when they've got a couple of headaches. Well, uh, the trouble you get from what the doctor told me is that one pill might be all right and the next one might only be half strength. And I found that to be true. Uh, 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 if mm. any of you take the water pills, that starts with an F, whatever it is, it's LASIK, mm-hmm. what it is, generic LASIK. Mm-hmm. Any of you take those, you'll know what I'm talking about. One day you'll just pee up a storm, and the next day you won't pee up. <laughs> what happens sometimes, I mean? Yeah, the bills uh, are not constant. Uh, the VA seems to have a major issue with that, and it's... It's well known because my outside doctor was telling me about it, and I, I told him, I said, well, Doc, I can't afford to go to these pharmacies. I mean, some of these medicines I take are $400 a month or, yep. or more. Uh, and yep. that eats your lunch real quick. <laughs> it leaves your, your bank real quick. Well, yeah, I couldn't afford it. i make you feel better, though. All these medications and materials VA uses to treat you with are all provided courtesy of the lowest bidder. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. No matter whether it's uh, Mexico mm-hmm. or China or Taiwan or probably, uh, I don't know how many, how many come from North Korea, but... <laughs> oh. Overall, we'll we get by. <laughs> I know. Well, I was reading the article at the, at the doctor's office. It was talking about these synthetic drugs. Yes. Now, if if you don't know if you are taking synthetic drugs, that's Ask your primary care team or even call down and talk to the performances. I've called my performances down to VA there in Muskogee several times because 
hell, one time you get a pail, it'll be blue. Next time it's pink. And you know, what's going on with all this? And, uh, but uh, you can talk to them. But be cautious of this synthetic medicine. Now, I was reading that they were having bukus of trouble with uh, uh, malaria, uh, that malaria synthetic medicine, and you sure don't want to be taking that. Uh, use the real, real McCoy, which is uh, uh, what is it? They use? Well, yeah, I think quinine. And uh, but they got a, a synthetic one, and uh, I had the name of it here, and I done lost it. But uh, that's for the listeners and the listeners in Southern Florida, the Key West area, or if you're in Mosquitoville, or you people that live in the, uh, the Eastern Pacific, there in the Jungle Islands. <laughs> yeah, Philippines is a bad place for malaria. Yeah, so, you know you but, don't see too uh, many cases of malaria in the continental United States, but I guess they had a few down south. You know. If you've been in Asia and, you know, different places, a lot of Vietnam mm-hmm. bats have malaria, I believe. Uh, but, uh, World War Two was, that was the biggest thing in World War Two that made us sick and in, in our jungle, you know, warfare and stuff. Yeah. In the Pacific Islands, malaria was rampant. It was also rampant in Vietnam. Yeah, yes it was. Because yeah. I know my brother, he was over. He got malaria, and uh, it, uh, you know. But you, you want to be very cautious about this synthetic medicines. Mm-hmm. Check them out. Very good. I mean, you know, go, go the extra mile and go to your local pharmacy and talk to them. Yeah. Uh, if there's an alternative, you don't have to go. You can call and talk to them. You can call and talk to them. Yes, sir. You, yeah, you can use that seven-digit digit missile in your living room, pick up circle, start pushing buttons, and you can talk to somebody. Yeah. You can yeah. reach out and touch them. Uh, they'll uh, they will advise you or give you some advice, and uh, you can discuss it with your doctor. But if you get get it from your primary care team, it don't hurt if you talk to your regular performances. Uh, they might no, have the name of a better drug, you know. You can even send a message to them on uh, eBenefits and talk to the pharmacist. Yes. You send them a message and talk to them and you can ask them some questions. They usually, uh, they're pretty good about answering them. I'll be good them. luck with mine. Uh, mm-hmm. but That's one good the, thing about the VA. They will get back with you now. They're doing better, I'll say. Yeah. To the VHA, it's uh, they're the VHA, doing remember, better. Not, you know, it ain't the regional office by any means. Yeah. Um, I've had good luck with my primary care <laughs> team, and and they work really well with my doctor here in Joplin. Uh, uh, they... they uh, Transfer information back and forth. Uh, I guess they have a portal or something, and uh, he'll prescribe a medicine before I know it. It's come before I can order it. It's done in the mail. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> if you can get them to work with your your doctor you have in town, uh, that's a good relationship to get started. Uh, so, and I think he, I know one time he called him when I was in his office. I think he told him I was probably a, a knothead. <laughs> but the, anyway, uh, they seem to communicate rather well, and that's good. That's what you want. It helps keep you out of trouble because you don't want them doing one thing and him turning around and doing another that'd be against what they're doing. you got to 
of course, that'd be well, the obligation to be certain they're all on the same track. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have an internal bleed and have them give you blood thinners, you know what I mean? Oh, Lord. Watch them blood thinners. Scrutinize all your medications. If you can't do it, have somebody do it for you. You bet. And uh, you I spoke to a local pharmacist here in, in town, and I asked him, I said, you know, if a veteran, although they're getting their medicines from uh, uh, the VA, if they was to bring a list in, would you be willing to go over it and see if there's any conflicting minds, you know? And he yep. said, well, I, I don't know any pharmacists that wouldn't do that for you. He he said, we'd be glad to just bring the list in, and anything we're concerned about, we'll mark, and you can take it up with your, your uh, medical staff at the VA, which I thought yeah, was really sure. nice. And uh, I've done that. You know what? Well, Walgreens would be really good for that, you know, for here. But yeah. I found out a couple of secrets. And if, if you need to get a hold of a good pharmacist, these places are really busy, you know, during the daytime. Yeah. Find a Walgreens open 24 hours. Usually every town has one. Yeah, yeah, we have Call, that, call them about 10 o'clock at night and talk to them. You'll get more, better information, better service. Yes, Because they slow down, and they usually want the pharmacist there to take care of you. Well, it's best to take your complete list of meds in and let mm-hmm. them look at them, and and they'll they'll give you their opinion, and you can take it up with your medical staff. I don't see yep. nothing wrong with doing that myself, and I've done it, and I got a checks and balances, buddy. Uh yeah, my land. You have a uh, an obligation to keep an eye on everything. You know, you're the veteran, and and you're the one you're looking out for. So, or yeah. if you're helping another veteran, uh, don't be afraid to take a list of their meds in, and. Uh, get them looked at. Yeah, that's true. Some places tell them about checks and balances and they, they want to cut off your check and balance your casket and lower it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're taking something you don't feel quite right, say, man, I'm not feeling right. Uh, you can take that in and describe how you're feeling. And a lot of times uh, they'll build pin down the medicines that's, uh, mm. you know, by the side effects and help you out that way. If you're taking a lot of meds, uh, my lands, there ain't no telling what type of side effects you got. And That's definitely true. So... You want to stay on top of that. It's uh, it's certainly nothing wrong with doing that. No. Nope. And I don't know anyone that would fault you either. That's right. But remember, folks, if you go to the VA and you get your medicine, you go down and sit down, and when you get your medicine, you see these vets sitting there waiting for their medicine. They Got the pharmacy there, and they open up that door, and everybody's carrying these grocery bags out full of medicine. Oh, it'll take a lot and a lot of medicine. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think myself. Here, I I, I feel like we get, get over medicated. <laughs> you have to back your truck up. The pharmacy don't throw the the medicine in the back of it. <laughs> Damn, there, that's horrible. The do- <laughs> the mailman has to use a dolly to bring him up to the door. 
a dolly or a tractor trailer. <laughs> That's a lot of bills. Yeah. No. yeah uh, the goal is to try to get healthier and, and get off medicine if you can. I'd say That's get rid of any pill you can. I've seen these people take these weight loss surgery and lose 80 to 100 pounds, and sure enough, but they're off of them. Yeah. Anytime you know you put chemicals in your body, it can't be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. That's not bad though. I mean, you know, I scrutinize every pill I take. I'm sure you do. That's definitely do the same thing. You got to, you know, it's you got a question. Yeah, you it's, and ask them about it. You know, it's a continuous job because I always fiddling with your meds so it's a continuous job and it sure gets aggravating and I know a lot of you know what I'm talking about uh, had a buddy of mine called me one o'clock this morning Drew one o'clock he never had it he was, he was in the emergency room he couldn't feel his feet or his legs or his arms he couldn't move in it, it, like he's paralyzed oh, oh my we thought he messed his neck up. Then I got talking to him today and asked him what he was taking. And he said he was taking gabapentin. Oh, gabapentin. You might want to have that checked out, buddy. That might be what your problem is. He was taking a bunch of it. Oh, yeah. But he got to feeling better after he went home. But, uh, you know, that stuff there, you got to be careful. Some That's of that stuff like that. could be deadly, yeah. Gabapentin and... Hydrocodone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lipitor mess you up too. You Lipitor you because people have vertigo. Uh-huh. Take that and you sitting in the living room and start spinning, boy. That's bad news. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, that gamma pain will mess you up. Yeah, and if. Especially if you mix it with other, you know, mm-hmm. you mess you up. It'll sure mess you up. Will. That's what they do. I mean, you know, I I, I refrain from taking Gavin Pinton myself. I took it when I had my neck issues years ago, but I don't take it now. Uh, and, uh... Yeah, they give it to me. Well, that, too. Uh, I don't take it. Uh, Gabapentin and uh, uh, hydrocodone or that hydrocodone thing. Hydrocodone really ain't bad if you don't overdo it. I mean, that's a you know that's an opiate which is an narcotic. Yeah. And uh, you know you I take too much of it. Either. You know if you need it, if you need it, take it. You know you're probably yeah. okay. The people take it don't need it get hooked on it. Yeah. Once you get hooked on it, it's a bad situation. I didn't take it. I uh, had it prescribed to me several times, and I wouldn't fill them. Mm -hmm. If I can get by without it, that's fine. (laughs) Well, if you have a surgery or something like that or something like that, you know, you you can take what you can. Yeah, but, you know, there's no reason to take it. I'll take it. I mean, I've been taking uh, the codeine cough syrup. Yeah. Take that. I have that. Sometimes you have to take it, especially if you cough and rip your, rip your spleen oh, or something but, or sneeze and tear yourself up. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Then I can see doing that. And I have that uh, codeine cough syrup, too, and I use it when I need it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're hurting in your chest area, it does help. Oh, my land, yeah, it helps. Uh, it helps a lot. Because that coughing is no fun <laughs> when you got respiratory problems. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. can you? You bust a rib. Well, I broke my ribs. I, I separated uh, my meat from my rib cage last year doing that. Yeah, you can. And that don't heal back real quick either, does it? <laughs> It no, just, it takes a month. It, it takes quite a while. And you got to baby it. I mean, you turn wrong, you do the wrong thing. And, yeah. 
uh, it's something else. But anyway, you want to be cautious there. Yeah. Well, John ought to be calling in here any minute. Well, he does. <laughs> be looking for him. Yeah, well, that's all right. You get his right number? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't guarantee nothing. I think I did. <laughs> no, but I can, <laughs> we can actually touch on this a little bit. I mean, we've stated it. I don't see too much, uh, too much writing on this bill. But uh, well, not it yet. Be, I uh, have needs a burbage. Seems to be a pretty good deal. What I understand it's going to do is going to make DOD explain to Congress and the and the veterans what they were exposed to in their period of service. Now it's going to be a general general gambit. There he is. Yeah, He's right here. He sure is. He's How you doing, John? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, by God, I'm glad you made it. Uh, we were just starting in on that uh, bill, that S-726. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the John Olson bill, and you're John Olson. That's so, right. Uh, by golly, we, we're sure glad you got something like this going. And uh, hopefully we can get it uh, put through the uh, Congress there and and make it make it the law. It uh, that would be know, nice. Uh, when will they be releasing all the texts to the bill? Oh, I have no idea. The text of the bill should be out now. Uh, I looked and looked. I couldn't find the text, but that don't mean nothing because I'm not uh-huh. too good on a computer. Uh, uh, I haven't looked for it yet. Oh, uh, I've been really tied up with other things and and uh, haven't had a chance to look for it yet. Well, you want to explain to the oh, uh, I have a, a Jay Basser on here, John Basser or John Stacey. Uh-huh. Uh, John, this is uh, John Olson. This will be the name. Of, his name will be on the bill. Yeah, I, I okay. decided that they had to name it something, so might as well put my name on it. Well, yeah, why I, not? Let's just think about it. That, that, that way we know what it's about. Uh, okay, John, tell, tell, tell us uh, how you came about doing this and, uh, and the main reason you did it. And also tell us uh, what what's involved with it, and basically what the bill says. I mean, give us a kind of kind of a rundown. And uh, yeah, basically, a lot of folks here is probably interested. Yeah, what it, what it's for is to take all these uh, uh, toxic substances that are around the world and stuff like that, and uh, the ones that the U.S. has put in there, and and how they've appeared sometimes, uh, not. Uh, suspiciously or anything, just they they just did. Uh, some they don't know what the cause is, but they have problems to try and find out where all these things are. Like you got the water down at Camp Lejeune. Uh, what's in there? I don't know. They're having troubles with it. I know that they've had troubles with it for a number of years. And uh, I was in Project Shad, biological weapons testing, and. Uh, those of us who were there have two sets of medical records, two inoculation records. One one of each of those is classified, and um, so we can't talk to our doctors about it. We can't. Uh, there's no. It doesn't go to the doctors or anything like that. Um, that means that uh, when it comes time to figure out what's going on, sometimes we get wrong information. Uh, it's been so long since I was around there that I don't remember what what went on. So uh, I can't really tell my doctor anything because I don't know anything. Um, but I do know the material is classified. Uh, I have a pretty good idea where it is and uh, that kind of things. Uh, it's not on an automatic declassification schedule. Um, 
makes it kind of interesting for the time being. Uh, if we can get that declassified, which is basically the sense of the bill, on things like that, then the doctors can have the information. Uh, maybe we don't go quite that far with it. Maybe it uh, goes about halfway and the uh, people in uh, the VA get all that information and uh, a, a desk or a place in, in the VA headquarters is set up and they're in telephone contact with the, the doctors and uh, so they can find out who, what, and when and all that kind of stuff in case uh, something's going on. Um, we had some odd agents that we used, and that left uh, uh, things that working that were in fine shape. Uh, the original test equipment was set up out in the deserts of Utah, and we had them on the ocean. And salt water and paper filters don't mix very well, or they mix too well. I don't know which way you want to put it. But uh, it's over one micron filters so I could put my fist through there and not touch anything. And uh, that doesn't make a very good filter. So the inside of the vessel got uh, somewhat contaminated. And every so often we had to clean it out. And, and some of the de decon agents we used were pretty strong. In fact, I checked with the hospital here on one of them, and they don't even use that thing anymore for anything in the hospital. They used to use it, but they don't anymore. Things like that. Well, John, one thing is to get them to admit to the different agents that, uh, that everybody was exposed to. Now, mm -hmm. this can be anything from jet fuel to asbestos to uh, gasoline, I guess. And uh, they're, they're going to have to sooner or later come down and say, if you were exposed to this agent for a certain amount of time, then it's a good possibility, as likely as not, that uh, you could have one of these ailments, whatever mm -hmm. it be. Uh, I would think that this bill here could turn out to be very beneficial in trying to climb that ladder to uh, uh, the uh, VA awarding compensation for that type of exposure. Uh, right now, but what I've run into with the VA, now I've had them admit exposure in writing to certain agents, but then they come back and say, there's no evidence that this agent caused your ailments. Uh, and I'm afraid that's going to follow through. I don't know if there's any means, any way to somehow offset that uh, with with your bill. Uh, you know, we have a lot perfect. of different agents. But uh, that's certainly going to be problematic. They can say, yeah, you were exposed to X, Y, Z, but, and and we know X, Y, Z uh, causes uh, Parkinson's, but uh, there's, there's no, no evidence that X, Y, Z caused your Parkinson's. True. That's one of the things we got to... Got to still take uh, on an individual uh, basis, I think, in, in with the VA right now until that, we get that's different that's kind of proof. That's really problematic. Uh, uh, like John, uh, John Stacy here, he was exposed uh, to asbestos heavily, uh, uh, and. Uh, I think you even uh, removed it and reinstalled it, didn't you, John? Well, we removed it. They didn't reinstall it. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so, well, they were still using it when I was in the Navy, so. Well, yeah. Like when were you in, Joe? Yeah. 
Sir? When were you in, Joe? Uh, 61 through 65. Okay. 1961 yeah, through wild. 1965. I was on a uh, World War II destroyer. Well, if he's on a tin can of World War II, it was loaded with it. Every steam pipe going had it on there. Mm-hmm. Even had it, even above the engine room, the flooring had it in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was I know I place. had a had a had a pipe going across across the top of my bunk about uh, uh, six or eight inches from my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people didn't take him a uh, metal coat hanger and stick coat hangers in to hang their clothes up, did they? Nope. Nope. <laughs> glad they did. Glad they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I removed it on uh, basically on. Uh, a lot of surface ships and subs. That was our main job with submarine, taking it out of subs. And that's a lot of it, on, especially mm-hmm. the old permit class boats. You know, back in the 60s, they had a lot of it on there. So, but, uh, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous stuff. Yep. Well, so, I imagine most of us had them nodules on our lungs. I think about everybody I talked to was in during that period of time have nodules on their lungs. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, you noticed how fast that uh, the government's got rid of these ships and scrapped them out and sunk a lot of them. Especially <laughs> yeah. yeah. older ships. They're about all gone now. There's not many left unless it's a museum. Yep. Yep. I I imagine all the shed ships are gone, aren't they, John? Uh, Last I heard, there was still one around. There was one. Yep. Mm. They've been converted back to to normal type boat duty. Okay. So... Yeah. Normal tugboat duty. Who was that tug person, Gerald, that was in was Project Shad we've had on the show before? Was that John Wills? Uh, Who was uh, that? I would, uh, uh, Jack Alderson. Yeah, Jack Alderson. Yeah, we yeah, he was him the, on a couple of times. He was our Commodore. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. That's good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what what, uh, what kind of what kind of supports this thing got going into into it, John? Well, right now it's uh, it's uh, co-sponsored by uh, a Democrat and a Republican out of the Senate. Uh, my senator from Montana, and uh, one of the Republican senators from uh, Kansas. Yeah, I, I'm not sure which one because I haven't read all the information on it yet. I was just reading it. I can give you the name of him. <laughs> I think I can. Yeah. There's more in the Smith, I yeah. uh, Senator Moran, okay. M-O-R-A-N, Jerry Moran, Republican of Kansas. He's a co-sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's good. <laughs> Let's hope this bill takes off because, you know, it... It helps every veteran that was ever exposed to any type of chemical. And and it's something that the VA or the DOD, I know the DOD is aware of all this. They just don't want to let it be publicized. Uh, But... uh, Doggone it, we got so many sick veterans out here due to exposure mm-hmm. of different agents. And it don't yep. have to be BX or sarin or whatever. But like you say, some of the decontamination agents you were using were uh were pretty bad on that you know, on on the troops. Uh they can yep. cause uh, their own set of ailments, and mm-hmm. so most most people were exposed. Uh, they need this information. It's it's critical to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And two, yep. it helps with your your uh, being taken care of medically if they know what you were exposed to uh, to help get the proper medication to a veteran. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a veteran, a lot of veterans with these exposure issues have years of misery and pain and, and uh, uh this can cut back on on a, a large percentage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we hope it will. Uh, the only thing that would be better is if they had followed us as we got out of the service. Well. But they, that's too late now. Yeah, too late now. You're right. Yep. The Russians were able to do that with their people. Well, uh I think Canada done better, and all, even Australia. Didn't they take care of a lot of their veterans that were involved in some of these testing? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know about, about the either the Canadians or the Australians. Or the I English. think they both did, yeah. I've read. Uh, and why the United States is dragging its feet? England. Uh, now, wasn't there some testing going on there in England, too? Yep. Yep. Some extensions on, on the American tests. Some parts yeah. of the American tests that, that the Americans didn't do were done in England. Yeah. So, uh, this gets pretty involved. And uh, Yes, it does. It's a shame we have to come up with legislation that no telling how long we're going to have to fight for to get it through uh, to Mm -hmm. turn it into a law. But it's something that any veteran's been in the service should be willing to get behind and contact their legislators in their, you know, their own districts and and uh, try to help get this thing pushed through. Yep, it would be good. Uh, we can ask the, all the uh, people contact their congressmen and senators and get them to uh, uh, add their name to the list of co- co-sponsors. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's a beneficial be- uh, bill for... Uh, a lot of your veterans, uh, you know, veterans hauling, hauling um, munitions. They had their own set of, of agents they were exposed to. Uh, and, uh, I mean, just about everywhere you turn. Now, at the same time, there's some people go through the service and come out and not have an issue, whatever. Uh, but that's that depends. Everybody's chemistry is different, and everybody's exposure is different. And uh, my lands, you get spo- exposed to uh, several different agents at the same time. There's no telling what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's your take on the, uh, of course, you, you did get uh, someone to uh, sponsor the bill. Now, what, what's your feeling? Is this bill going to be able to fly? I know we'd have to sit back and wait. Yeah, we got we got to wait for the results, but but I, it's got a very good possibility of, of flying. Uh, I think. I think uh, anyone that reads the bill, uh, I like to say I haven't read the full text of it, but uh, whenever they get it out, anyone who reads it, I'm sure uh, will understand the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that don't just pertain to one group of veterans. This this pertains to a lot of veterans. 
yep, a lot it of that. And that's what we've needed for a long time, something that covers everybody. Yep, we've got uh, one in there for, for the Shad people uh, that does a good job, and uh, as far as it goes. But yeah. uh, it has its limitations. <clears throat> now if we can get more people involved and we get more county or states heard from, why, uh, we'll find out more about what's going on or what has gone on. Yeah. Um, some of us can even start talking about some things that went on, maybe. Well, your local news media is a good place. You mentioned today that you had went on your local uh, uh, news media, and uh, they they were bringing it to the public. So, so the more we can get the bill out there and, and talk about, the better off our chances are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And let's hope, let's hope when it does pass, it helps uh, quite a few veterans. Uh, mm-hmm. At least it's a stepping stone that's beneficial. Yep, I hope so. I hope it gets through and, and uh, all that, and uh, I'm doing what I can to, to get it done. Well, and, we uh, we'll see what happens. That. Yeah, we really appreciate that, John. So 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 I can use all the help I can get (laughs) out there. I hear that. Uh, Well, we'll be glad to have you back on a time or two, uh, you know, and get this thing as much publicity as we can get on it. And, Uh uh, uh, you know, at least it's not one of these one-sided bills that just, I I hate saying those. This is a bill that covers a lot of people, and uh, it it's, uh, should have been introduced years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we started running into the brick walls after they first allowed it to become public, but they only allowed that portion of it to become public. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. say, we all got dual medical records, and and what I could find out from ours is they were either destroyed or lost. So then they were. They, uh, uh, most ahead. of the ones for Shad were lost on in filing. They were filed away properly and all that, but everybody forgot where they were. And they finally found them. All the way down uh, now. Yep. They got about 30 feet of shelf space full of records. Oh, my that's land. A that's, lot a of lot of, that's a lot of data. Yep. So, uh, well, it's going to be hard to get them to bring that out. They, <laughs> yeah, they, there's, uh, there's probably too much there. There's probably more than we, than we should even hope for. Because uh, I keep, you know, the VA keeps telling me, well, there's nothing in your medical records. And I tell them, you know, I show them the paperwork, the documents where it states that it was either lost or, or destroyed. Now, mm-hmm. now we find out that indeed it did exist. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's going on with the uh, records on Project Shad, they, uh, when they did the studies at the IOM, uh, there was a mistake made in the first one. I don't know if it was on purpose or, or not, but they oh, redid right. the thing. Yeah. They redid the whole study, and they made the same mistake all over again. I know, I read that. The figures yeah. out, out, out in the woods somewhere. Yeah. They don't make sense. Uh, well, you got to remember who the IOM works for. It's not really an independent agency. Mm-hmm. They're going to yep. be biased towards the individuals that pay them. Yep. And uh, that's obvious uh, who pays them. Mm-hmm. So now, all of us are companies, and, and we, we've been... been uh, 
uh, back in the company because that's what we do. Yeah. And uh, that's unfortunate because in the interim, due to a, a, a bogus study, supposedly to be unbiased, and turns out it's not, in the interim, we have, we have people dying. Mm-hmm. We have veterans dying. We sure do. And that's uh, that's not right. Nope. Not if they don't have to. I know when the GAO did their report on the old 4410, I spoke with, with the author of that, one of the authors, and they told me they had to go off from what the DOD told them in the VA. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, it was the information they were being fed were not correct, and they were thoroughly upset about it. Mm-hmm. And they were wanting to do another another report, but we never could get anyone. It had to be a chairman of one of the committees to request another GAO report on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because uh, everybody else relied so heavily on the IOM. The IOM is, is one that put the hammer on us. Of course, mm-hmm. they've done what they were instructed to do. So. Yep. And they made it look logical until you got into a couple of those figures. That they used numbers, and uh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, they certainly did. I mean, anyone that didn't know the circumstances and and what really transpired, uh, who could read that and say this is a bunch of hooey, uh, you know, uh, somebody else. Uh, maybe a senator or congressman not really fully understanding the scope of things would take it as as gospel, you know. Here's what mm-hmm. they say. And uh, it's hard to argue with a deal like that. Yeah, but you get around numbers and, and you've got to follow the rules of mathematics. Well, you would yeah. think so. Yeah. You do. The, that's what uh, I called. That's what I called them on in that one. Yeah, they weren't doing uh, that. Yeah, their numbers never will jive. Yep. Uh, because they're just too slanted in the way they're doing things, and mm-hmm. to me, the IOM should be run off. Should be. Well, they changed their name a couple of times. Well, they need change it some more. Like uh, we work for someone else, <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, no, it's totally ineffective, and their their material is meaningless to someone knows what they're talking about. Well, uh, they, they've done a lot of good things. In the past, and the stuff that's right. That's why it's so hard to to find the wrong information. Dig it out of there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't have a record doing that as much as they do doing it uh, doing it right. And well, uh, I did think I do think now, John. I read a report once when they said H two O was water. Mm-hmm. Now that's about as close as I can get to something they might have knew what they was talking about. Uh, yep. <laughs> there, there could be other things, but uh, I know on Project One Twelve Chad it ain't more the hoot, or Project Chad that one One Twelve wasn't included at all. Well, they were part of the same thing. Well, I don't know. Uh, Bill Page, Dr. Page, sent me a letter stating this was just a shad report. 112 was not included. 
on the, yeah, report. That's, uh, on the report. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have that. Still got that. Matter of fact, that's still in my, should be in my file. <laughs> but, uh, on my lands, hey, we're out of time, John. Yes, uh, I was noticing that just a minute ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, run us over, run us out of time. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. And okay, thank you very much. Bill, as this bill develops, let's let's stay up to date on it, and I'll have you come on once in a while, and we'll update the audience out here. That sounds good. Okay, I appreciate it. Appreciate okay. it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Uh, well, John, I think that's it for today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's be Gerald Cook. Uh, we'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show.